Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. Look with me in Luke chapter 4. I want to go to Luke chapter 4. And I want you to see some familiar scriptures. And you can just kind of open your Bible and leave it there. And I'll highlight some. But... Jesus in Luke chapter 4 is fasting for 40 days. He has just been baptized in water. The Holy Spirit descended in the form of a dove. And then he goes into the wilderness being led of that spirit, the Holy Spirit, to fast and pray for 40 days. Because Jesus understood that fasting produced a dimension of power that he could not have in his ministry any other way. If it was not necessary, then Jesus, our example, would have not modeled what we are to do to prepare us for ministry. And Jesus was modeling that it was necessary, fasting was necessary to produce the dimension of power in his ministry that he could not get any other way but through fasting and through prayer. Jesus, in Luke Chapter 4, fast for 40 days, and we'll talk about that. But what many people miss is Luke 4 is connected to Luke 5. Because in Luke chapter 5, the subject of fasting comes back up. And in verse 33, it says that they said to him, Jesus, why do the disciples of John fast, and all you do and your people do is eat? And it looks like y'all are eating and drinking and having a good time. And Jesus said, can you make the friends of the bridegroom fast while the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them. And in those days, then will they fast. This is so important. This is a major revelation. This is something that I personally have never seen in this text before that the Holy Spirit showed me this week. Jesus, when he said, when I am with them in physical presence, they will not need to fast. They have everything they need in me. But there will come a day when my bodily presence will be taken away from them. And then they will fast. And what he's implying in that powerful statement is Jesus is implying that through his bodily presence being gone away, through fasting, they would regain what they lost in his bodily presence being gone away. What they lost in that, they would regain through fasting. That as they would long, as the disciples would long for those days when he was here in physical presence with them, eating and living for for three and a half years with them, as they begin to long that they would so miss him and so long for him that they would begin to fast and they would begin to pray. And Jesus said that as you fast and pray, listen to this, that the same physical uh, sense of the presence of God, let me put it this way, the same sense of God's presence that they felt when he was there bodily, you will begin to feel again in your own life the presence of God. You will become more aware of his presence. He's always here. His spirit is here. But fasting is not just trying to get more of God. Fasting is God getting more of you. 
And, and, and it's like the story in 2 Kings chapter 4 when the oil, the miracle of the oil pouring from the vessel and the woman had to run out and fill the house with every vessel that she could borrow from her neighbors. You remember that story? And the Bible said that as long as there, listen, as long as there were empty vessels, the oil kept pouring. Heaven has no shortage of oil. The Holy Spirit has no shortage of the anointing and miracles and healing and blessing and dreams and visions. They're always, there's always oil pouring from heaven. But earth has a shortage of vessels that are empty to receive fresh oil. And so what we see is, it's not trying to get more of God. God's always trying to give us more. It's us giving God more of us in fasting. Fasting is a spiritual discipline for those who want to be empowered in a new year by the Holy Spirit. If you want to be empowered by the Holy Spirit for a new year, if your heart is crying, I am depending on you, like I really need you. The real reason I fast, to be quite honest, is I feel every year this sense of my own inability, this sense of my own inadequacy, this sense of my own lack of whatever I need to, to do what God has called me to do. I have some gifts and I have some talents, but they mean nothing if God doesn't touch them. And so really when I'm fasting, I'm, I'm recognizing my dependence on God for a new year. I really need you. I really don't want to try to do what I'm doing in the flesh. I need the anointing. Then in Luke chapter 5, Jesus continues immediately out of that little teaching and he goes into a whole different subject that is connected to fasting. And he says, no one, no one when they are sewing two pieces of cloth together, when they're sewing, they don't take old cloth and new cloth and sew them together because the material in the old cloth has already been washed and it's shrunk and it's changed like it's going to change. But the new stuff is, is still very much going to be moving and shrinking and when you wash it. And so what will happen is the clothes will tear apart. And then he gives Jesus so practical. And he said, no one, listen to this, no one takes new wine, Jesus said, and pours it into an old wine skin. If you want new wine, you need new wine skins. Now, the reason it's new wine is because it's fermenting. It's fermenting. It's, 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 it's still active. And if you want activity of the Holy Spirit in a new way, if you don't want to go off the old wine of last year and you want the Holy Spirit, which is the new wine, active, in your life in a new year, then you must give him new skin. You must say, I'm going to deny the flesh. I'm going to deal with the skin. I'm going to present him a new sacrifice of my body, which is my skin, so that he can pour new wine in for a new year. In Luke 4, Jesus is fasting and he's giving, listen carefully, extra time to prayer. Extra time, 40 days for Jesus, 
Extra time for prayer, extra time for reading the Word of God. He was studying the Word of God. I know he was reading the Word of God. He was the Word of God, and yet he was, he was, he was thinking on the Word of God. How do you know that? Because Jesus, while he fasted, was given incredible authority to use the Scriptures. The Bible is never more alive than when you fast. And it's not that when you're fasting, the Bible is more anointed. Because the Bible is not more anointed, but you become more anointed to hear it. You become more anointed to read it when you fast. You become more anointed to use it against the enemy. And you become more anointed to believe it. It's something about fasting that you can read it when you're not fasting and it's blah, 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 blah. But when you're fasting and the Holy Spirit highlights something in there, that's why when the devil came to Jesus on the fast, he said, it is written. He had a very special, incredible anointing to use the Word of God. And three times he used it against Satan when he came against him. So as we study the word of God and we fast and we pray and we read the word, something begins to happen. As we suppress the flesh and the sense of taste, other senses that we have, particularly the the sense of hearing, becomes more activated. Did you know that it's a medical fact, and you can see some of this and research it yourself, but it's a fact that when a person loses their sight and they become blind, and they've been blind for years, that their hearing makes up for their blindness and their hearing becomes more heightened, and they can hear things that the normal person cannot hear. This is a fact. As a matter of fact, they have videos and things that you can look up, and and they have a blind They'll have a blind person. Let me just say it to like this illustration. A blind person could come into your living room. And, and, and even though they've never seen your living room, they could sit there and they could hear the sound reverb, the, the sound reverbing and the words coming off. They hear the reverberations of sounds coming off of the walls and they could tell you this. And I've actually seen videos of them doing this. They would say, there is a curtain over on the wall that is to my right and there's a window and a curtain over it. But behind me, there is a window but no curtain on it and there's a couch directly in front of me. And oh, by the way, there's a half wall over to my left that has a bar where people sit with stools. How can they know that? And they're blind because their hearing has become so heightened when they suppressed one of the senses, it caused the other ability to really focus in and hear things that other people cannot hear. The same is true Spiritually, when you begin to deny the flesh, when you begin to suppress the the sense of taste, your spiritual hearing becomes more in tune to the dimension of God's voice and God's plan and God's purpose and God's strategy for your life. And suddenly you have ears to hear, my sheep know my voice. And when you fast and you pray and you read the word, God gives you 
the ability to hear what you previously could not hear, to see what you previously could not see, to feel what you... See, when you start fasting, you'll feel the praise. It's not just praising up there. You feel that song. You feel that Bible. You feel this relationship between you and Jesus. And you feel things that previously you could not feel. One of the major uh, movies is out on Netflix called uh, um, Bird Box. And, and it's about people, uh, it's, a, it's a made up story, but it's an interesting story. And, it's, and they have to wear, they can't see if they, if they can't look and they have to go by their hearing and only the birds can tell them when bad things are about to happen. Well, I got a bird called the Holy Spirit. He's a dove and the more I fast and the more I pray, my ears get tuned in, not to what man says, but to what God says. And God doesn't say, say you're a failure and God doesn't say you're going to have a year of disaster and God doesn't say you're going under not over God says I'm going to bless you in spite of what's happened to you I'm going to bless you a thousand times more than you are today quit weeping over the past behold I do a new thing now it shall spring forth can you hear what I hear give the Lord a mighty praise if you believe it did you know, did you know that the only part of your body that doesn't stop growing until the day you die is your ear? The older you get, the bigger your ear gets. It's a medical fact. Turn to somebody and say, my, 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 how big your ears are. Come on, tell them what big ears you have. (laughs) Something's wrong if you've been walking with the Lord a long time and your hearing is not getting developed spiritually and you're confused and you don't know what in the world you're going to do. You don't have to live in this new year a confused life. What should I do? God says, I know the plans I have for you. They're plans of good and not evil to give you hope and give you a future. And if you'll tune your ears in, suppress your flesh And tune your ears in. I'm going to give you remarkable authority to hear and to believe my now word for your life. Amen. That's a big deal. When you fast, you want to give extra time to the word and to prayer. Fasting without Prayer is just a diet and a religious ritual. If you don't, if you fast without the word and without prayer, fasting without the word is just a diet, a cruel, mean diet. You have to fast with prayer and with the word. Everybody say extra time extra time, special, special attention to the Word of God. What I want you to see is fasting heightened Jesus' awareness of His identity and purpose. 
If the devil came to Jesus in the wilderness, and he did, and he attacked the identity and purpose for which Christ came, don't you think he's going to attack your identity and your purpose and your calling and your mission in life? Did you think it was just going to be an easy walk? Jesus, the Son of God, had Satan come to him and say, if you are the Son of God, what was he doing? He was attacking his identity. He was attacking his purpose. And three times Jesus hit him back with remarkable authority in the Word. It is written, it is written, it is written. And he defeated Satan. But when we fast, we have a heightened awareness of our identity who we are in Christ. I don't, have to, I don't have to wonder who I am. I don't have to hope that I'm saved. I know who I am in Jesus Christ. And I have a purpose. When you deny the flesh, the Bible said that in Luke chapter 4, Jesus returned from the fast, catch this, in the power of the Spirit. Everybody say that with me. He returned in the power of the Spirit. Now catch this. This is so important. When Jesus went into the fast, he, he went into it with internal things. He had the anointing. It was in Him. He had purpose. It was in Him. He had a vision and dream of reaching the world. It was in him. But when you fast, he went into the fast with internal power. But when he came out of the fast, he returned in the power of the Spirit, meaning he he went in with internal power, but he came out of the fast with external power. Now that which had been hidden on the inside of him and tucked away for 30 years... After he fasted, the internal power began to manifest with external power. He walks down the road. He goes into the synagogue. He picks up the book of Isaiah. It's supposed to be a normal day of reading the scripture. He opens it up to Isaiah 61 and he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel, the good news. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. He sent me to to, to set the captives free and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And when he did that, the Bible said they were astonished that he spoke with such authority. I'm preaching to you today that you're going into this fast with internal promises and power. Internal dreams, missions, purposes, and callings of God. But when you come out of this fast 21 days from now, what was internal is going to begin to be external and you're going to return in the power of the Holy Spirit making the internal external. How many of you believe that if you've got a... How many of you have got somebody in your family you want to see set free? It's internal, but now it's about to be external. 
Some of you need a blessing financially and you carrying it and praying about it internally. But when you come out of this fast, you're not coming crawling out. You're not coming begging out. You're not coming depressed and beat up. You're coming walking out in the power of the spirit. What was internal will become external. And everybody's going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Somebody give him a mighty praise if you believe it. Come on, let's just praise the Lord just a minute. I feel this thing. In John 4, 4.31, the disciples entreated Jesus saying, Rabbi, Master, eat. And I fully warn you that somewhere in your commitment to God, when you're really hungry, somebody is going to come along and say, eat. Don't take all that. Eat. You're turning into a religious fanatic. Eat. But Rabbi Jesus said, I have meat. I have food that you know not of. My meat is to do the will of the one who sent me and to finish the work. I have not come this far to fizzle out. I have not come and we as a church have not come this far. We are positioned as a church to see a thousand times more than we are today. God is about to send rain on the earth, the rain of the Holy Spirit, and we are a chosen vessel, Free Chapel. We're a chosen vessel. That don't make me proud. It makes me want to fall on my face in total dependency. (laughs) My meat. My meat for the next few days. For the next 21 days. My bread. My sugar. I have meat and bread and sugar you don't know of. And it's to do the will of my Father who sent me and to finish the work. Jesus is coming again. You better get holy again. You better get some separation from the world again. Some of you have let stuff in your temple and it's so full of filth. It's so full of ungodliness. It's so full of the world that you don't have any room for new wine. Fasting is emptying out so he can pour it in. Gotta pour it in. There was a church historian by the name of Tertullian. He was a historian of the first century church, meaning he firsthand followed and watched the apostles, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Peter, Paul. He watched them. He made notes, personal notes, dates of things that he personally witnessed. 
And he said concerning fasting that Jesus' disciples, I have noticed, fast often. And then he made the statement. Fasting is used by these apostles to fight against, he called it this, the more fierce demons. Then he went on to say, it's surprising that the Holy Spirit is led in by the same measure that the evil spirits are sent out. In other words, he said, I've noticed these apostles that when the demon possessed, you remember earlier in Mark chapter 9 when Jesus was with them and they ca- Jesus cast out a devil and they tried to and couldn't and they came to Jesus and they said, Master, why could we not cast that spirit out? These more fierce demons. Why could we not cast them out? And Jesus said, because of your unbelief. And then he made this statement, how be it this kind, what kind? More fierce demons. This is a generation that's dealing with more fierce demons. I'm going to preach just a minute. Pastor Franklin, do you believe there are demons? Absolutely. I don't believe it, I know it. Yes, there are demons. Yes, there is a demonic realm. It's very real. It's very scary. And you must be very careful. You can open yourself up to the demonic or you can shut yourself off from the demonic. A lot of people in this generation have opened themselves up to the demonic. And anytime that demons are part of our entertainment, it's a slippery slope. When you have to get high to feel like you want to live, it's a slippery slope. I don't care what laws they pass. If you have to get drunk to feel like you're alive, it's a slippery slope. You're opening up yourself to the power of Satan. The number one, I believe, demonic, I'm going to call him what he is. I know his name, fierce. The more fierce demons is the one that is manifesting through pornography on this generation. And even believers and even Christians are finding themselves totally, totally in a stronghold in their mind with the power of the enemy, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes has, has overtaken them and they're trying to shout over it and they're trying to preach over it and they're trying to sing over it and the truth is it cannot be done this kind. The kind of demons that are killing our teenagers, 70,000 young people dying of opioids a year with prescription drugs and shooting up and hanging themselves and overdosing. More fierce demons, they will not respond to religiosity, but they will respond to a disciple who will fast and pray and say, you get out and Holy Spirit, you come in. Somebody praise God because we're going to see that kind of deliverance the next 21 days. We're talking about your soul, buddy. We're talking about eternity. We're talking about your marriage. We're talking about your family. We're talking about your ministry. We're talking about your character. We're talking about your integrity. And if you don't get the evil out, the Holy Spirit won't come in. Christians being entertained 
by demonic activity, Ouija boards and fortune tellers and palm reading and shamas and spirit guides and voodoo and witchcraft, this kind. You'll get more than you bargain for if you play with that stuff. You go on off to college and act like you're smarter than the Word of God and the Bible and every preacher you've ever heard. You go on and get around the new professor that's telling you something crazy and asking you to take this and that and hold on to that rock or take that crystal and, and, and hum to it. You know what? You might pick up more than a hum. You might pick up a little spirit in your life. But it's all right. You're in the right place right now. Somebody's listening to me and I'm here right now to cast those spirits out, you can be free. Let's quit playing church and let's get broken before God and say, clean me. Let me finish. I'm almost finished. But see, Jesus, the Bible said when Jesus taught him that when an unclean spirit leaves, he leaves that vessel, that temple, listen to it, empty and clean. And that demon goes and finds seven more spirits. And he comes back with seven times the power that he had saying, you thought you were free, but we're going to take you so low this time that we're going to kill you. But when the unclean spirit has gone out, it goes out and it leaves that place empty and clean. And another spirit, through fasting and prayer, it goes out. It exits. But another spirit wants to fill it. That's why you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You need to have a prayer language. You need to get so full of the Holy Ghost that you don't live by bread alone, but by, by connection and empowerment and, and, and the communion of the Holy Spirit. When that thing comes back, oh, it's not empty. The Holy Spirit is in there. And he may have seven times more, but you got a thousand times more when you got the Holy Spirit inside of you. Would anybody like to have a thousand times more of the Holy Spirit to open the door when seven times more demons come knocking? Woo, I feel like shouting. So, it's time to quit talking about it. It's time to do it. If you don't know how to fast, we've got so much material. Just get educated. This church is going on the Daniel fast. Many will go for three days on just juice and water and then convert over to the Daniel fast. You be led. You know your life. You know your schedule. It doesn't matter. It's not about the details. We're not legalists. I like to get ahead, everybody. This is my third day. I feel amazing. Had a headache yesterday. Had a headache the day before. When you're really hungry, turn that hunger toward God. Turn that hunger toward praise. Because there will be moments where you feel like, I am about. I walked in the first night after being in my office all day. I walked in and came in and, and uh, at eight, 8 o'clock or 8.30. And there were some pecans. Demonic pecans. <laughs> that were in the little fruit bowl. And I'm telling you, everything in my 
head. Nobody was there. Cerise was asleep on the couch. So the devil said, you can cheat and nobody will know it. And I'm the preacher and I'm going through this stuff. I can't imagine what y'all go through. And my hand wanted to grab. I just said to myself, if I could just have a handful of pecans. And I felt weak. I did. But something in me rose up and said, no, that's not it. This, this thing, you need, to, you need to be led by the Spirit. Push it down. I'm telling you, a little while later, I was listening to something on my phone with headphones. The presence of God came so strong. The Lord said, teach people that when the hunger is strong, turn the hunger. Don't talk about food. Don't talk about what you can't eat. Don't talk about that. that, that, that I'm fasting. Don't talk. We don't care. God don't care. Turn the focus off the hunger onto Him. I don't know who I'm preaching to today, and yet I do. Every one of you. If you call this church your church home, if you feel like this is your church, this is not optional. This is for you. And I had that headache. And I wanted to take that clause that a lot of people take. I have a health issue. And and I understand that. I'm not making light of that. And if you do have health issues, check with the doctor or, you know, figure out what you can fast. God understands all that. We got you covered. But you're still part of it. You're giving up something. But a headache is not a health issue. It's a headache. The headache is the toxins, the sugar. You know, all those cakes and pies you ate over the holidays. It's all that sugar saying, we don't want to leave, but they're going out of your body. You're getting healthy again. You're getting trim again. You're getting clean again. After about the second day, I tell you, the last of yesterday was so precious. And today I feel amazing. Just been drinking water, a lot of water. Hadn't ate nothing, just, just fasting because I like to feel it. But I'm not fasting for more of God. I'm fasting that God will have more of me. And I'm fasting that the fierce demons, the more fierce demons will be cast out and the door will open through the same means that they go out, the Holy Spirit comes in. Anybody ready for a visitation of new wine? Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you were blessed.